This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Great conversation we just had with PJ. We thank him for his time. Make sure you check him out on The Athletic. They do great, really in-depth work. Crawley, nice job with that interview. Again, you're listening to the Fly the W podcast. This is season one, episode number four. So, Crawley, we just wrapped up the Cardinal series. The Cubs got a much-needed and deserved day off on Monday, and now they are heading east and they are taking on the Orioles out in Baltimore. Yeah, and a lot's going to be happening this series, and and the roster is something that we've been watching with every, every episode because, you know, it's been kind of bizarre. You've had injuries. You know, one guy comes up, one guy goes down. It seems like they've really been bitten by the injury bug. Unfortunately, the Cubs' top prospect, number one prospect, we found out this weekend, Brennan Davis, had back surgery. He hadn't played since May 3rd but he had what's called a vascular formation on his lower back that was pushing on a nerve, causing pain in his legs. So he may lose the rest of the season, which again, we also earlier lost Ed Howard in South Bend. Brennan was close. He was Iowa. They expected him to come up after uh, the trade deadline. And that doesn't look like it's going to happen anymore, but uh, we do have some uh, pitching coming back. And uh, Alex Mills is expected to travel with the team to Baltimore so he is eligible to be activated on June 8th. He's had a lower back and he had a quadricep issue when he was recovering. But, you know, in, in, in some of these games, especially these double headers, Alec Mills is a guy that, remember when Keegan Thompson, before he was a starter, he was a guy that would piggyback if somebody had a bad start, like a Marcus Stroman the other day. He was a guy that could come in right away and take three, four, five innings. You know, you have Alec Mills back. I don't know if he's going to be a starter or not, but he is definitely someone that can take that swing role. Well, let's talk about that. So we've got Alec Mills is about to be back. We've also got Wade Miley, who's not probably too far back. And, and kind of the, the buzzkill, at least for me, was Caleb Killian, who we talked about earlier in the podcast. Sunday midday, I think, mid-afternoon, first person I saw tweeted out was Bruce Levine, sent back to the minors. Um, I was originally really disappointed, and I had a knee-jerk, and jerk is the key word, reaction 
to it, but I stayed off of social media and I thought I'd save it for the podcast or for the air come Monday morning. And what I realized, it's probably the right move because you're still potentially trying to trade Miley and Smiley and you've got Keegan Thompson and you've got Marcus Stroman and you've got Kyle Hendricks. So when would Killian get the starts? I was curious of your reaction when you saw Killian get set down. Yeah, no doubt that this was a one and done deal. And and as the, the key right here is the future and very similar to what happened uh, back in the original Theo rebuild of 2012, 2013, 2014. What you're trying to do is take these guys, the Miley's and the Smiley's of the world, and flip them and hopefully bring back some good prospects. And then once you take a look at the trade deadline, which first week of August, that's when you're going to see what you want to see, Dustin. That's where you're going to see Swarmer being able to make starts, Killian be able to make starts, because somebody's going to have to take those starts when those guys are traded. We we know that for a fact. you know. And that's why you really want Wade Miley to do really well. That's why you want Drew Smiley to perform really well. The better those guys do, the better return you're going to get for them. So as much fun as it was to have the Swarmer Killian doubleheader, those guys will be fine in AAA. They still do have development. They're really good, but they do have to work on some things, breaking ball pitches, etc. And 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 then they will get that development down there and they'll be fine and and we will see them soon enough. We need Wade Miley to come in and look like he did that very first start. Uh, it was a second start. I think he had off injury where he just looked dominant and had a really quick game. And, and we get that. And that, then you're in good shape there. Right. The, the Miley and smiley connection is going to uh, help us, the Cubs get back to the promised land. And I guess that's also why, okay, I get it. That's why we didn't see David Robertson on Sunday night because they want to keep this guy healthy and if they, I mean, he could be a guy that you could really get a chip back for the future of this team. So he's another guy that um, you keep the guy healthy, you keep him in, you keep him coming out when you should. Don't overuse him. But that's where the the fan in you, and then the intelligent baseball person. Sometimes those two sides butt heads, and you're not sure. Another guy we've been talking about a lot in this podcast so far, Crawley, and somebody we spent a lot of time talking about on the Mully and Haw show is everybody's favorite right fielder. And eventually Seiya Suzuki is going to come back. He's getting, he's getting closer and closer and closer. And, and when he does, he will be your everyday right fielder. Correct. That absolutely correct. And so but what does that mean for Hayward? Like you're not going to, you're not going to put Hayward in center and have Morell go play somewhere else. Are you? You can't, you cannot do that. And as I said earlier, right now, if you are going to decide to keep Hayward and I don't want to have any, you know, if you heard the interview with Patrick Mooney, he doesn't think that uh, Hayward's going anywhere for a little while. Well then let him be a defensive replacement. You're going into the eighth inning. You got a three, two lead in comes Jason Hayward that I want to see maybe one or two innings of Jason Hayward at most, you know, and I'm sure they'll give him one start a week, you know, but no, and, and and the other person, so Say is going to be coming with the team, uh, traveling to Baltimore, and he's working on full baseball activities, not 100% just yet. Jonathan VR is expected to be activated. If you remember, he goes down in Cubs lore with another classic Cubs injury where he was working out with a weight band and it hit him and he had to have dental work on. Kind of, kind of goes with the, you know, the guy that got injured putting his pants on and, and Sammy, Snow, Sammy Sosa sneezing. 
But uh, you know, yeah, it wasn't injury. somebody bit by a spider or something. There was there was <laughs> one of those. But I mean, I thought that Villar thing. I had to like double check, like the guy who tweeted that out the first time. I had to double check to make sure there was a blue check mark because it just seemed like no way. Like what really? And you that had to have been unbelievably violent to knock him out and he had to have like dental surgery. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was a big deal. So that's the question is that those two guys come back, somebody, uh, you know, whether, you, you know, how you, we've talked about Chris Morrell that if you, you send him down, you're going to have riots, pitchforks and torches at 1060 West Addison. So, you know, somebody, I don't know who's going to stay, who's going to go, but you know, I don't know if you have enough room when you bring Suzuki and VR, somebody, somebody's got to go. And I don't know if it's Nick Magical who has options and you could send him back to Iowa and kind of, you know, he's, he, he missed a lot of baseball and it's really hard to kind of get back into the rhythm at the major league level. Or, or if you just tell Jonathan VR, thank you for your services or Andrelton Simmons, who doesn't do much for me. I'm sorry. Right. He, he doesn't do much for me, but I think Nick Magical is worth spending a couple minutes here if you don't mind Crowley. Now, the one thing about Madrigal was supposed to be that this guy, you know, he, the, he does not miss the ball. He, he is a contact, contact, contact kind of guy. And he has just not been good. His defense was actually pretty good over the weekend, but his at bats and I just think, yeah, he could use some time down in the minors to get some of that confidence back. Let's start there. And then, and then I'd also like to talk about the, the shortstop who I really think is probably the future at second base. Yeah. You know, with, with magical, you, you have a guy that, you know, he flew through the system pretty quick and that happens sometimes is that guys get through there pretty quick, but he had a bad injury and he missed a lot of time and he just may not be ready to face major league pitching. And the question you always have is the issue of options. So if, if you have options, you, you could go, you could get sent back down to the minor league and the Cubs don't have to worry about anyone else picking them up and signing them. If you're out of options, then other teams have an opportunity to sign them to your roster. So you don't lose anything. If Nick magical goes to the minors, you don't lose them as a player or anything like that. So that's, that's definitely a possibility. And, and, you know, as far as um, talking about Nico, whether he's your everyday shortstop, it looks like they've committed to that now. Um, you know, there was a report, I want to say it was Bob Nightingale, who said the Cubs are really in this shortstop class coming up, interested in some guys that are coming out. So, you know, whether Nico becomes one of those super utility guys or whether he takes over at second base, or whether, you know, we don't know, but, but there are options that you have. It's just a decision has to be made one way or another. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, Nico has fantastic range. I, I love his attitude. He works really hard. He seems like a really good baseball player, smart baseball player. But I got to be honest, like watching him over the weekend, it looks like he is using 
every ounce of physical ability he has to get that ball over to first base. And I just don't know that he has the arm to do that. And I hate to see him break down. I think the guy could be a gold glove caliber second baseman, which means he can probably be about an average shortstop. But I don't think that that's the the shortstop the next time the Cubs uh, win the National League. I would, I would agree with you on that. I, I, I like him at second base and, and he has impressed me with the work that he's done at shortstop. But like you said, he is giving everything he has complete plays that Javi Baez made look simple, require every ounce of energy that Nico has, but I have been super impressed as well with how Nico has been hitting the ball. I did not expect him to be driving the ball as well as he is. He put a lot of muscle on over, uh, over the last season and, and he just looks super impressive. So he, he definitely is someone to build around uh, just maybe not shortstop. Right. One real quick thing before we wrap up uh, season one, episode four, something I'm really looking forward to. And it's probably one of the first things we'll talk about when you hear us on season one, episode five, that's Wednesday, Marcus Stroman's start against the Orioles. Like I think this, I, I'm really curious to see where he is mentally after that performance and if he can really step up and deliver because if he has another really bad outing I'm going to be really disappointed that he's not engaged because the team really isn't going anywhere this year well like you said uh it's going to be Stroman making the start against Jordan Lyles and uh Stroman's ERA was heading south of three until that game now it's above five so it did affect him and so obviously the Orioles aren't a great team. And I'm just looking at the numbers right now of the Baltimore batters versus Stroman. Uh, you know, Trey Mancini hits 368 in 19 appearances. And that's really it as far as any kind of big sample size. So, you know, they're not the greatest team. And you don't have anybody like uh, like we talked about in the last season, like Dickerson and, and uh, Goldschmidt, who hit him really well. So this should be an opportunity to bounce back. Yep, absolutely. So next time we're here, we'll be breaking down Stroman. We'll be breaking down the two games against the Orioles. And then the Cubs go to New York and take on one of the best teams, if not the best team in baseball in the New York Yankees. So we want to thank you guys for listening to season one, episode four. That was young Cubs pitching shining versus the Cardinals. And we'll be right back here in a few days with episode five. Thanks a lot. Dustin Rhodes. And this is Crawley, hoping we have more chances to fly the W.